Hello, my conspiracy nuts, and you know who you are. This is Byron Dice, and you're listening to Let's Get to the Bottom of That Podcast. Today is episode 30, D.B. Cooper. Perhaps you heard of the name, perhaps you haven't. But before we get into the show, I got a quick word from the sponsor of this podcast from Spotify. Dice Man Enterprises exclusively presents a talk show that will get to the bottom of things once and for all. And now here's your host for Let's Get to the Bottom of That, Three Weirdos on a Mic. Mics are hot. Hot, are hot, they? hot. The mics are hot. Mine might still be off, dude. I think so. I don't, I don't hear anything. Say something. Test, test, test. He's there. I'm there? Okay. He's there. there. Welcome into another episode. This is Byron Dice. I am joined by Mike and Jason. What's up, fellas? What's up, folks? How's your week going? So far, so good. So far, so good. I can't believe it's already Wednesday. It's Wednesday. It's it's time for another one. This is my small group. It is? is Yeah. Yeah. I treat this like my small group. Okay. Just hanging out with you guys, talking about stuff that that are weird. This this is your family. This is is an extension of my family. Okay. It is. Well, we we have spent a lot of time here over the last six months together. Yeah. Can, you, can you believe it's been six months? It It's crazy, right? That is kind of crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's gone back quickly. Um, today, we're talking about D.B. Cooper. Now, before we get into that, there's probably some stuff that we got to go over real quick that is uh, a hot topic. And I know that we've mentioned, um, and, and let me say this first. D.B. Cooper, if you have heard of D.B. Cooper which this is a, like a 50-year-old cold case that's never been solved. If you have heard of it, you never heard us talk about it. That's right. That, that's a fact. If you haven't heard of it, buckle up, and this is going to be enjoyable for you because we're going to give you some information you haven't heard before yep. about this man named D.B. Cooper. Yep. Okay? That being said, we have talked in the past about Trump being indicted and we were like, what's going on? It's been like two weeks. We mentioned it on the show before. We were like, Trump, they said he's going to be indicted. Well, as of the recording of this show, Trump has been indicted. Mm-hmm. And I, I went, like, when it happened, I was like, okay, what does this mean exactly? Indictment? Does that mean arrest? Was there fingerprints, mug shots? Did, was there handcuffs? Or was it just, hey, you have a court date? Okay, I'm showing yeah. up here. I'm I'm at court right yeah. now. To yeah. formally bring charges upon. Yes. Is okay. What, yep. So was there an actual arrest record? What does that mean? Like, oh, was Exa- he arrested? Yeah, like did I do with the fingerprints and I did I book you? Uh that's a good question. On I criminal. Know. I don't know if he did all that. Yeah, I don't know. You see what I'm saying? <clears throat> I was always confused because Trump's being indicted. Well, I was like, okay, indictment? Is he arrested? What? Yeah, I don't think he was arrested or detained or anything like that. I think he probably just had a court date. Yeah. Okay, so if he didn't show up, then we have a, an arrest warrant. We'll go after you and bring right. you in before the court. Yep. Right, okay. but I think they have terms uh, right now whether whether he can go here, go there. I'm sure he can't leave the country. Um, so that's probably why they don't have any warrants to, you know, or any stipulations to keep him detained in New York. Yep. In, New, he's in back, New York. Yeah. Where he'll for sure get a fair trial, right? Absolutely. <laughs> is that is that true or not? Uh, that's not true it's at not all. It's not true. I don't think it well, is. Well, here's the deal. Why? Here's the deal. Liberal. Are, are, so, are, are you telling, so they said 36 felonies were brought, and he said not guilty to all of them. I don't know what all the 36 felonies are, okay? <sighs> he said not guilty. So does this mean... Okay, 
bail is set at $200 million, you can go back to Florida. Yeah. Okay, you're released under your own recognizance or whatever. Absolutely. I don't know if yes. Did I say that word right? Sure. I said, <laughs> is it cognizance? Dude, if, if you if you would have just went with it, like no, no one would have challenged you. I'd, and uh, and uh, um, uh, um, what am I doing here? Uh, that's why I just felt like anyway. Um, so he went back to Florida, but th- is there a trial set now yeah. with in front of a jury? Yeah. Yep. So the DA or the prosecutor and the defense has to pick juries, jurors, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yeah. So surely, so that surely there's going to be a hung jury. You can't get all 12 that's going to go, hey, we're going to railroad this guy. I mean, if you get him from New York, then yeah. Yeah, you can. What is a hung jury exactly? Hung jury is like if Jason was a juror and yep. all the other 11 said he's guilty and Jason said, no, nah, nah. he's innocent. Okay. And they can't come to an agreement. It's hung. I and see. they dismiss the case. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. So I think that's going to happen. Do you, surely, you think it will be a hung jury? I think it will because the defense can pick jurors too. So they're going to pick, oh, that yeah. guy's wearing a MAGA hat. He's they wearing a MAGA hat. What's going on yeah, here? Yeah, they, they vet him so they're not. So they try to get jurors that are the least biased. Which yep. is very difficult in this one. But what happens when the judge themselves could have bias? Judges? Well, judges. no. See, here's the here's the thing with the court. The judges only preside over the the rule of the court. It's the attorneys that mm-hmm. present sure, but they can the dictate, evidence. They can dictate the flow. Well, sure, they and, can, and, and they create they, the order of the court, right. and they can dictate what's admissible of. And evidence. I think they come up with the sentencing. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Yeah, but they don't come up with the guilt and innocent. And it's up to the the, the lawyers to go. Hey, we're arguing this. Lawyer, because it it was that whole thing with like the Alex Jones trial where oh my god, see yes exactly yeah where the judge was they they found her Facebook truly overreaching yes yeah because she she was doing so maybe that is going to be the case here yeah like I feel like this at at least maybe with the advent of social media we're more aware of it but it seemed like back in the day like judges would like recuse themselves from stuff that if they had like you know any any hint or yeah yeah like. I, I feel I hate this guy. I need to recruit. <laughs> yeah, like I can't be the judge here because I have judges you know, had morals. Yeah, like I no. have feelings here. Like I it's really strange the whole <clears throat> judicial system. Yeah. yeah, I've never understood because I'm like that guy puts his pants on just like me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He takes a crap just like me and wipes his butt. Why is he special? Yeah. Yeah. So what do you th- what do you think the fallout of all this is going to be? Do you think? Um, I think it's going well. Number one, he rose. Five, he rose, rose. My, where's my brain? Raised. Raised. Thank you. I raised. I'm you so up. glad Mike's here. Order in the court. Um, he raised five million dollars in two days. So how much? <laughs> five million for for legal. No, uh, for his campaign. For his campaign. Okay. <laughs> so th- that's a win. Yeah. I think it's going to strengthen his base, and then I think other people are going to come along. And go. Well, I'm voting for this guy because they're just trying to bury him. Mm-hmm. So, so there's something there. Happen. I think that's what's going to happen. I think that it's it's going to hurt his campaign, and I don't think he'll get reelected. Um, I think his base will then soon go to the next candidate. Uh, DeSantis, presumably. Probably. And uh, So you think before the primaries... They'll or, they'll pick or, a, they'll or, pick a new or rep- during 
or during. So they'll pick somebody else to, they, to I, I, own the ticket. Right. I feel they're going to try to nip this. They're trying to close this. Well, all the rhinos hate him anyway. Yeah, they're, them, Democrats, Democrats want to close this before um, the election. They want it done, sealed, and delivered. So I think that's a good point. Primaries before primaries, and then the base is going to shift to DeSantis, um, and that will just strengthen the Republican Party. And then everybody that was uh, hardcore MAGA is like, I ain't voting for nobody. No, I get it. I think they'll they'll shift to you think? Uh, yeah, I think DeSantis. I think they'll be mad because they rather have DeSantis than. Biden, Sleepy Joe. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, or AOC, and uh, and uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. Or to Kamala see. Harris. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to check if you qualify. That's so good. I love that. Such a nightmarish laugh. She's Dude, she's the Joker. She's awful. Yeah. Um, well, that's a good point. That's a, I didn't think about that. That's a good. What do I think is going to yeah, happen with the trial and the twenty twenty four election and, the, and, and the, everything? Uh, the fallout. I don't know, man. Like I, uh, I texted these guys earlier today, and um, Biden. No, you. <laughs> oh. And you too. I texted in our yeah. group chat, and um, yeah, that's interesting. I, I put a lot of thought into that. Anytime I text you guys like a paragraph, just know that I thought for at least probably like five minutes before I typed it out, and I yeah. was, and I was like, I think division is probably the end goal here, um, but I don't know. Um, I, th- I feel like when Trump was elected the first time around, a lot of people saw a guy that was outside of the establishment and, um, you know, promised to drain the swamp and all these things. And, you know, he delivered on some aspects, but not all of it. No. And um, I think that left some people disappointed. He kind of surrounded himself by swamp creatures and, uh, like, within his own cabinet. So I don't know if his base is going to be as enthusiastic for him as they were in 2016 or even 2020. I don't know. Um, so I could see some of that shifting over to DeSantis. I know in politics, like when when it's your moment and you're running, which I, th- I think DeSantis is, I think this is his moment and he is running. I think he, he could do some damage. He could be the nominee. So I'm not sure. For the ticket. And I think he'll wait as long as he can <clears throat> to announce that he's running. Yeah. Cause he wants to see things unfold with Trump in this trial before he says, all right, now I'm in. Yeah, I'm, not, be smart. I'm not sure what he said. Did he ever say he was running yet? He is not. He hasn't? Okay. No. Because I know he did that, like, sit down with Piers Morgan, and I didn't watch it yet, but um, I was planning on it. And, uh, but yeah, dude, I don't know. If he, I think if he does run, then I, I could see him winning, because I feel like people that did vote for Trump do view him now in a different light, or view him as more of a, too polarizing of a guy. Um, so, and like I said in that text, like, I think a divided America isn't going to get anything done. Because we're just going to quibble amongst each other, and then the criminals at the top are going to have business as usual. Yeah. So, I don't know. Ukraine. Yep. Yeah. Ukraine. <laughs> money laundering. Insider trading. Yeah. Pet- pedophile rings. Islands. Drinking blood. Right. Yeah. You name it. You name it. Yeah. I did watch the American Dream on Netflix. Trump. And he said something interesting when he won in 2016. And, and I didn't realize he had went up for presidency twice. He was kind of teetering the fence. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Like earlier than yeah. 2016? Yes. Mm-hmm. But this time he said, <clears throat> I would not, I'm not going to run for president unless I think I can win. Right. Mm-hmm. And so all those other times he, 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 he jumped out. He was kind of on the fence. Then he jumped this time. He was like, he jumped in. 
So I was like, well, he thought he could win this time. So I wonder if that's the same mindset when he said I'm running again. Mm-hmm. If I I know I can win, I wouldn't do this if I couldn't win. I don't, I don't, I don't, he's, he's crazy. I don't know what he thinks. Yeah, the yeah, they're, they're, uh, listen, listen, Cheeto dust. <laughs> there could be like an element of ego to it because yes. he, he does he have an ego to himself. Obviously. Oh, definitely. So, I mean, maybe, yeah, it's, you know. Yeah. yeah. And you, and watching that documentary, it doesn't do any presidential stuff. It does everything he did as a businessman up to that point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you, you could see his, you could see how he changed over the years mm-hmm. into this other guy. Yeah. Where he wasn't as first when he was just right under his dad, coming out from his dad. <clears throat> anyway, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. So grab the popcorn. It will yeah. be. Yep. It's going to be interesting. And we'll be here to talk about it. We will. We should, uh, are we going to have like an election? We should. You mean like a live? Yeah. Live stream? Yeah. Live stream. That'd be awesome. We, we could do that. We, we could. could. Or some pizza. Yeah. yeah. Stay up late. Yeah, stay up late. <laughs> we could go live. That'd be fun. Um. Yeah, let me think about that. Yeah. That's interesting. Because I, I could I can video. broadcast this live if I wanted to. Right. Depends on like how long we want to cover it. Because right. like with twenty twenty it, like, it went on forever, like you know, like fishy stuff starts happening in Fulton County and Maricopa County and you know in Georgia. Vo- yeah, votes aren't getting counted and weird stuff's going on and yeah. no one, you know, pipes are breaking and but not really and all all these crazy things. You're right. Hey, there's a flood. Oh, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Everyone go home. Where's that suitcase coming from? <laughs> Nothing is here. Why is there a suitcase under here? <laughs> I, I was planning on staying over the night. Yeah. Just brought some clothes from home. <laughs> yep. We're conspiracy. Why theories. is that lady over there counting stuff? I don't know. <laughs> that was the weirdest thing ever. Yeah. How and nobody, they, why does anybody not talk about it? It's weird. Yeah. How did this ballot come from an empty lot? Right. You know? <laughs> well, I don't understand. Like, those are actual facts. Yeah. That happen. And there's dead people. But they don't mention that as being part. They're like almost like, oh, those things are gonna happen. Well, That's not fraud. Yeah, so they, they chalk those it up. things are gonna happen. They chalk it up as, oh, it's just it, some occurrences. It's not that prevalent. Yeah. So they chalk it up. It's so like that's it. not gonna make the difference right. in the. Yeah, it's like how could it happen even once though? That's the. Like, that's the thing. Why are we even? Why why, why do why we, we allow it, it to happen? Why are we tolerating even one time? Well, it, it could be so easy to stop that. Oh, absolutely. It could be. You know, you know how voter ID, voter ID. And then and that's racist. If I took <laughs> yeah, that's what one, one vote will go down. And then that's the way it used to be. They'd go down to the, wherever they voted, they'd count all the votes. Somebody come out and go, Hey, so-and-so won. You know, minorities don't have it a driver's simple. license. I don't drive vehicles. I don't, yeah, they I don't have, have the internet. They don't believe in that stuff. They it's, don't have the internet. Yeah. Yeah. They got it. They don't have cell phones that are. Given to them by the government. I love. I don't oh, know who do, it was. That's, that's, that's somebody. Somebody was interviewing people of color in New York City and asked those same questions. I saw that. Yeah. 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 And they're like, uh, "Of course yeah, I do." What are you talking about? License right here. Got right here. About? What are you talking about? I got the internet. What are you? You think I'm stupid? Yeah, dude. It was so offensive. To it them. was bad. Yeah, it is very offensive. They're like, "Why would you assume that?" To my people. Yeah. That, oh, I didn't. It's the news media. Yeah. They're the one that said it about you. Oh, you guys don't know how to read? Uh, <laughs> I forgot. Um, let's talk about D.B. Cooper. Let's get into it. Um, so I'm just going to give you a just a synopsis. Synopsis. I can talk. Uh, the day before Thanksgiving, I'm just going to give this to you and we're going to start talking about it because I know Mike's got some notes too. 
<clears throat> on November 24th, this is the day before Thanksgiving. It's very important. 1971. Long time ago. The day before. was Is that 50 years ago? More than 50 years Okay, ago. so we're, this is like over 50 years ago. Yeah. 1971. A man known as Dan Cooper skyjacked Northwest Orient Flight 305 from Portland to Seattle. Later, he would be known as D.B. Cooper. I'll tell you about that in a minute. He then ransomed the passengers for $200,000 in cash and four parachutes in Seattle. Upon receipt of the ransom money and the parachutes, Cooper ordered the jet to fly to Mexico City with a refueling stop in Reno, Nevada. Along the way, approximately 36 minutes after departing Seattle, Cooper donned a parachute, strapped the $200,000 ransom to his person, and jumped from the airliner in mid-flight, never to be seen or heard from again. That's the overview. That's the story. The The big thing is he committed a crime because he ransomed money. Um, from what I understand, the flight attendant was handed a note and said, I have a bomb. Yep. And I, if from what I understood, she he opened it and she saw four sticks of dynamite and some kind of timer or some kind of uh, apparatus. So it looked credible. She went and told the cockpit. Then they're like, oh, we got a ransom situation. They landed the plane. And correct me if I'm wrong, did everybody get off of that flight? Like all the passengers? Yeah. Yeah. Once, when they once, landed? Once they got to Seattle, Tacoma Airport, they did. did. Was there anybody else on the flight? What do you mean? Was it just him and the pilots? Uh, so when they got to Seattle, Tacoma, he let everybody get off and then two flight attendants get off and they're on the flight with him were 36 other passengers and six crew members. So all 36 other passengers got off and then two of the crew members got off. So it was just him and four other crew members when they, uh, were on that flight, um, intended for Mexico city, but ended up going to Reno. Okay. So we got, um, we got flight crew. But was that the same person that the note was handed to? Was she Florence? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. She stayed on? Yes. Okay. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll keep going, but I have a theory about her. Okay. I think she was in on it. (laughs) And he always, yeah. Here's one thing that's important with like these notes that he's passing around. He always took the notes back. Oh, so we don't have that note. No. In evidence. So what she said, the note said, is based off of her memory. So he said, she said. Yeah. You're yeah. kidding me. No, for real. So that that's actually like a super smart move by D.B. Cooper, Dan Cooper, um, because we don't have that handwriting as evidence uh, now. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. <clears throat> there was one person in the list of suspects who a lot of people call him a copycat of Dan Cooper. Like basically this happened in 1971. Then there was another guy that did basically the same thing in 1972, and they're like, oh, it's D.B. Cooper. He's doing the same thing again. The same person must do, must be doing both of these, uh, except he was super sloppy and was, like, <laughs> gi- giving notes and letting him keep the notes, and, you know, now they have his handwriting and oh, okay. do- doing a whole bunch of things wrong, basically. Yeah, it's pretty crazy stuff. Okay, so um, here here is my theory. I'll just go ahead and say this, my theory. Um where your theory already? Well, you, I, I mean, just I just want to get it out. I just want to get this theory out because I've been thinking about it all week. Um, because I I find it interesting that nobody I witnessed the actual jump 
Mm-hmm. The, the only thing that was speculated was the, I don't know if you know about triple sevens, seven, seven, sevens. They have a hatch that comes down at the back of the plane. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a Boeing 727, though. Is that the same thing as a 777? I thought, no, it's a triple seven. 727 is what this Why do they keep calling it triple seven? Oh, in the Netflix? Yeah. Thing? That's a Netflix, dude. They called it triple seven. I mean, multiple people said it was. I don't know. A triple that, seven. Somebody's information is wrong. I think we oh, need to fact so check Oh, so shut the show down. Fact check Mike. Uh, fact check it. Fact checking. Yeah, I've got to go now. Let's go to You're, let's go to Wikipedia. Dude. What? They know, they, know, they, they know it all. That's, that's Byron's go to. Yeah. Keep talking. I'm going to look maybe, that up. Maybe seven 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 is the same thing as seven two. Synonymous. I, maybe. I don't know that much about Boeing or their aircrafts, so I'm just going off what I've been told, and uh, I I did hear that in the Netflix thing as well. So I don't know. The triple. The triple seven. It was a two two. Why did they call that? Maybe a they, Boeing two seven, yeah seven like it, two seven. Like it, Thank could, you. like it could be the same thing though. I don't I don't know this terminology. Like okay, so yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, when they said they were always talk about this, you know, blah blah blah, the triple seven. Because when they found, we're getting ahead of myself. Because does this they crash found your theory now. No, no, it does not. Okay. Um, because um, I was just telling you what kind of plane this was right. because there's a hatch at the back that lets down that you can walk out mm-hmm. onto the ground. Yep. Plus there's hatches on the door, which usually goes up to the jetway. Right. New, normally people don't use that back hatch mm-hmm. getting on and off. But the this was described by the pilots um, that the back hatch was opened. So they, on, they, they assumed that he jumped out. So mm-hmm. my thought is, did he did he ever jump out? Was there a man or even like, was there was this man even on the plane, mm-hmm. or was all this made up by Florence? Hey. She got the money and she threw it out to somebody on the ground. Could be, I've I've heard theories about it, like where the crew was. You know actually what I'm saying? Involved. Yeah. Anyway, that's my that that was my theory, because I was like, this guy they never they never actually saw him. But she may have thrown the money and the parachutes out mm-hmm. just to like throw people off. She's on there. I don't know how she'd get the money later. And I don't know how they would, she would recoup the because they didn't. They never found the um, parachute, correct? Like his parachute? Yeah. Um, no. no, no. They, they never. never they never found anything that <laughs> he had with him after he jumped, yeah. except for some money. Right. They found some of the money. Yeah, they found it, it, on the shore. Yeah, yeah which yeah, was weird. <laughs> yeah, from right. That, was it like a Mormon family? Right. Yeah, like a little boy playing in the sand found yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. And how did we determine that it was his money? <laughs> that it was his? That's that a great idea. This, how did we do that? The serial numbers. So, this, But did they explicitly say that? Because I don't remember them saying that. Yes. Oh, okay, so they knew what money they had given. Yeah, so okay. I, don't, I don't know if it was in the Netflix thing, but it was in another thing I watched. I mm-hmm. watched like three things about this. And um, there was... Um, Basically, what they did is, you know how they gave him the ransom in $20 bills? So, he got $10,000 $20 bills, which weighs about like 20 pounds. So, mm-hmm. he got like a lot of bills. And basically, what they... Now how do we know that? How do we know that? Because... The $20. Because I have a... Um, let me pull this thing, this thing here out. I took a screenshot of this. Mm-hmm. Um, this so now, this is interesting, what you told me about the note. Because I was looking at this information, mm-hmm. and this seems to me that somebody, after she told the pilots, they told the ground crew, and they typed this up 
kind of like the phone game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because they're saying that he wants, uh, and look how they type. It's like, it's, they don't type out everything. It's like he wants money in negotiable American currency. Yes, yeah. And denomination of the bills are not important. Yep. So, so why did they always, give them all 20s? That's always been a kind of a mystery to me. It's like, did, what, did the note say that? Or did they, who, who made this up? Yeah, so that's, you know what I'm saying? that's a great question. So a lot of people have read into this a lot. So the negotiable American currency thing, some people think he's actually Canadian, Canadian because yeah. of the way he said that. Yeah. Yeah. Right, because who asked for American currency? Yeah, because who who even talks like that? Right. Yeah. And um I do. <laughs> Plus we get into it later, the whole comic book thing. Do you have yes. can I have we'll talk American about that in a coins? Do you have any American coins that I can use to get the soda pop? Yeah. What's an American coin? Do you have any fiat currency? Yeah. Somebody with George <laughs> on it? George, yeah. But the the twenty dollar bills that they gave him, so the bank that supplied the ransom was Seattle First National Bank. And okay. they and they, ca- they keep Quarter of a million dollars in twenties, just there for ransoms, just in case. Weird, what w- weird thing for a bank to do? Are right? you joking me? No, I'm serious. <laughs> and, and they have that just sitting there, so they took two hundred thousand dollars of it, and they already have all the serial numbers ready to go in a database, ready to go. So they give him the money, and they're like, "Okay, now our job is basically make it as hard as possible for him to spend the money." That's smart, right? And so. They sent, they sent the word out to, you know, authorities, the general public, you know, people in the financial sector, all these things to like, hey, look out for these serial numbers. And um, no one found any matching bills until February 10th, 1980, when that young boy was playing yeah. in the sand. But and, then that's he, all they found. Yeah. And he found like $5,900 or something like that. So I wonder Did he get to keep that? So he had, he laundered Probably the money. Not. So obviously he laundered the money through the cartel in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wonder how long were the bills flagged, the um, the serial numbers flagged. So, right. let's say in 10 years, did any of them come up, you know, after the fact? Mm-hmm. Right. Where, yeah, because they're still in circulation, if you, even or if you launder. Circu- yeah, or they're just circulating in some small town in Mexico that he's just sipping a Mai Tai on the beach. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. That's an excellent point. I, I don't know whatever happened to this money. You know, like, do you think the money on the beach was a throw off or was it an accident? I'm not sure, but there, there was some weird stuff with that. Cause, um, you know how they estimated his drop zone based off of like, so like what you said, when the back door or the, the aft staircase as it's called opened up in the back, they kind of estimated what time he jumped and, um, they estimated his drop zone and the money was found like 16 miles away from the drop zone. And then people are like, oh, maybe he just put the money in the river and then the river took it there. But the river mm. flows in the opposite direction. Mm. Okay. So then they had to come up with like an alternate drop zone. A bunch of weird theories came from yeah. that. But basically they could never really explain how three separate independent bundles of cash all ended up in the same exact place because they weren't like tethered together or anything. And um, how they ended up so far away from the estimated drop zone and also how the rubber bands held the money in place, were still intact. Because they actually did an experiment with rubber bands of the same brand. They don't last when exposed to the elements. They snap. Yeah, it was planted. What? Yeah. I think it was planted. Yeah, so someone had to plant it. So it, it, it couldn't have been just it got lost in the river and took it there. Okay, let's, let's break this down for a second. We've got rubber bands that were intact, bundled of money under the sand, how many years apart? 
Like, was it found? Uh, it was found in 1980, so 1971 is when he got the money. Okay. So nine years. So pra- nine years. Let's just call it a decade. Pert near a decade. It, but we have confirmed that the serial numbers match what came from the bank. Yes. So you mean to tell me... He went back. He went back. And planted it 10 years later. And planted it 10 years later just to... With rubber bands. I don't believe it. Wait a minute. No, no, no. Okay, so... Is it possible? You did your theory. Here's my theory. Okay, go. (laughs) He jumped out the plane. While he was jumping out the plane, Uh an alien spaceship (laughs) sucked him up. I knew Jason (laughs) was going to go there. (laughs) Sucked him up. I knew it. Did experiment on... The experiments on him for ten years. Okay, he had the money on him. They found it useless. They didn't. Well, that's do it. good. Yeah, okay. that would that would that would explain the time. And then ten years later, they beamed him down, shot him down back to Earth mm-hmm. with the briefcase because they're like, we don't need this. <laughs> and he lost some of it. And lost some of it. Okay. And just six grand flew out. Just six grand flew out. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best theory I've that's heard. Right there. It, it is. No more or no less plausible than anything else that people say about <laughs> DB Cooper. Hey, where did the bomb go? Did that? Did he take that with that, him? That's, yeah, he took it with him. Okay, I, which makes no sense. On me. his, I, back. I mean, I guess his fingerprints would be on it, so maybe it does make sense. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay, dude. And, and they lifted sixty-six fingerprints off of the seat he was in, and then nearby things that were never related to anybody. So they never matched any of the fingerprints from any of the suspects. That's what I was, you know, the Netflix we watched, they never really talked about the fingerprints because I was waiting for them to say we found fingerprints, but I never saw that in that show. Yeah. It must've been on the history channel. Dude, did you hear about all the stuff they had, like the evidence that they had? Yeah. um, What was his name? Tom, Tom Colbert sued them. Uh, because they, because there was this whole thing. You watch the Netflix, right? Tom Colbert basically has been after this guy, uh, Robert Rackstraw, mm-hmm. and the FBI was like, "No, we're closing the case. Yeah, it's case closed. Your evidence is whatever." Yeah, and the History Channel was doing a show, and basically he felt like he got railroaded mm-hmm. by the History Channel and the FBI. So he sues the FBI, and then the FBI has to release all of the evidence out to the public that they've had. Mm-hmm. And it is a ton. Mm-hmm. It's like thousands and thousands of documents. Yeah. And people have... People have sifted through this yeah, stuff. People have leaved through the literature on D.B. Cooper and written books about it and everything. There's people that have gone deep, deep, deep into this. Um, That's funny you mention that because I didn't know this until, uh, until I started researching this. I've always heard of D.B., I've heard of this uh, this dude that um, this guy that's uh, you know he jumped out of a plane he was cool he didn't get caught uh, but I didn't and still instead of until I started researching I didn't know how deep this rabbit hole went yeah I didn't realize the community that was around this mm-hmm. and like people have gotten like mean death threats and you know called ugly names. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they didn't get it right, or I think it's this way, and you're wrong. Yeah. And I was like, wait, should I? Should we do this show? Because we're going to get some hate mail or something. We might, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, all the, all the evidence that he left behind on the plane, he left behind a black clip-on tie with the tie clip fastened to the left side of the tie. Okay. And they took that as meaning Dan Cooper is left-handed. 
So when you put a tie clip on, you usually use your dominant hand to do it. So they think that he's left-handed because it's on it's basically affixing the tie to your shirt from the left. And, oh, that's that's weird. And then there were eight cigarette butts that were lost by, yeah. by authorities. And so those being lost, those could have been used for DNA sampling, basically. Yeah. Lost. Those were lost. Um, and then, but, So the fingerprints, uh, the seat, everything around didn't come up with a match of anybody. It didn't. They, they were any, able to lift prints, but they never <laughs> matched them to anybody. And um, As far as we know. Yeah. And the other thing that he left behind is two of the four parachutes that he requested. So you know how you're, he requested four of them? Yeah. So one of them was a dummy shoot. So one that was basically right. sewn shut for training purposes. He actually took that one. And then he took uh, another one, which was like a, a military one. And that was like the primary shoot that he used. The secondary front shoot was the dummy shoot. So people think he was like kind of ignorant of, you know, jumping out of a plane and parachuting because he took a dummy shoot, not realizing that. And hmm. he also took the older parachute because the other one was like a, a nice new civilian parachute. But then other people are like, okay, maybe he did that on purpose because maybe he has a military background. He's more familiar with this military shoot, not this civilian one. He stuffed the money in the dummy suit. Yep. That's what a lot oh, of people I think. Did, I did hear on the documentary that he was smart for asking for four yeah. because they could have given him you know, if you just ask for one, they'll just sabotage it. They'll sabotage it and you're dead. Saboteur. Yeah. So, but how would you know if it's real or not? Mm-hmm. Unless you had some type of training around parachutes yep. to know, oh, this is going to open up and save me. Yep. So, yeah, they thought he was going to take basically, you know, a hostage with him and they didn't want to risk, you know, killing risk, an innocent gotcha, person. Yeah, yeah. So, genius move by Dan Cooper, DB Cooper, for asking for four parachutes. Okay, let's talk about this real quick. He bought the ticket and wrote his name Dan Cooper. Yeah. The reason it's come up with DB Cooper is because the media botched up yep. his the name. They they botched up his name. It's it wasn't DB, it was Dan. But it's kind of cool that it came out this way because DB Cooper sounds cooler. It does sound cooler. It does. Yeah. Than Dan Cooper. And it it made it more iconic. And so the media's like, "Well, we screwed that up, but Dan's over. So here's the thing here. We don't even know who this guy really is. No one does. This is this is not even his real name. Yeah. It's not even the real name he put on his ticket. Right. Yeah. Dan Cooper is that's not his name. Which is pretty crazy you could do that back in the day. You could right. Just give any you name. didn't why would anyone give their real name then? If you can just put anything. I just didn't. So I mean, yeah. Yeah. Everyone gives their gives a fake name. Because you never know. Yeah. Yeah, back then, you, the it, obviously, you didn't have to show your ID or anything Mm-mm. to get in the airports. Yeah, you could smoke on the plane. Yeah, crazy. Just a tube full of smoke up in the sky. Yeah, yeah he was smoking. He was drinking bourbon. Yeah. He, he was. was chilling. Yeah, just public service now. If people ask you for your real name and you don't know who they are, just don't. I always say George Washington. Yeah. Mine's always Javier. Yeah. What? Javier. Javier? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I people show it. up at your door <laughs> dressed up in some kind of suit. Knocking on your door at six o'clock at night on a Wednesday. Okay. Fake, fake name. Okay, gotcha. See, yeah. that's smart. Yeah. That fake is name. smart. Yep. That's I, social engineering. I think I'm going to say Habib. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Because at seven at seven p.m. at night, you, uh, you shouldn't be working. 
Right. So right. There's no reason you, for you to show up at somebody's house. Yeah, it's quiet hours. <laughs> right. Yeah, something's wrong. Something's wrong. So, okay. So what do you guys think of this theory? What do you think about the people that say Cooper didn't survive the jump? Where's his remains? Yeah. So, I mean, didn't they have, like, extensive searches through the area that they thought he could have landed? They did. Yeah, so, like, when he jumped from the plane, and I've heard different things here. So, what one source said is he leaped into complete darkness, into a frigid rainstorm with intense winds. Yes. So, it was very cold. Uh, from a plane that was traveling about 200 miles an hour, which is much slower than planes normally do. That's because, right. Because he requested that the plane has... You know, the landing gear down, the flaps at 15 degrees. Yeah. He had all these weird requests. He had it go as slow as it could go. Yeah. yeah. And no higher than 10,000 feet. So they're going at 10,000 feet, 200 miles an hour into these, into the cold, frigid rainstorm in, you know, the Pacific Northwest in November. Yeah. Seattle, thanks. So he wasn't dressed for the cold weather that he would have to endure. He couldn't steer the parachute that he had. It was just like, you know, just a regular parachute with no handles to steer Really? It. Okay. Yep. And he couldn't see the ground through the multiple layers of cloud coverage. It was completely dark, like I said before. And, um, you know, a lot of people think that that would mean he wouldn't have much coordination with a potential accomplice on the ground. He, he's allegedly landed into the middle of a forest with snow cover and stuff. Um, so some people think he died of exposure. Some yeah. people think he didn't deploy his chute and just, you know. Just splattered. Just splattered, basically. But... I don't. I think not, we would have seen some type of evidence. Yes. The money, the shoot. Yeah, I don't buy it because the people who say that, I think when you have like a helicopter and stuff and you're looking up at, you know, uh, the treetops of a forest, you would see like a parachute pretty easily. I oh, think. absolutely. Not saying like he couldn't get lost, <laughs> but then, um, you know, there were no missing persons reports that were made to authorities that matched the description of Cooper either. So that doesn't float either because the money ended up on a beach 10 years later. Right. Yep. So well, that goes with your theory. Yeah. He got, uh, it was an abduction. Yeah. Alien Could have been. sucked him up. Could have been. Now, do you think there was, so it makes sense to me that somebody was on the ground. It was a, two, it was, a, it him? was a two man job to pick him up. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. I don't think so. You don't think? No. It'd be hard to do. Yeah. A two, two man job. I mean, you got to, the other person you have to trust and know that they're going to keep quiet. And they have to be just as um, detail-oriented as you are and just as brilliant. And that's hard to find. It is. and So brilliance, um, detail-oriented, and also trustworthy. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to talk. <laughs> and, there, and there were some last-minute changes that would have screwed up their plans if, they, if it, was, yeah. it was all pre-negotiated. Because he's like, fly me to Mexico City. And then they're like, well, we can't because we'd have to refuel. How about we refuel here, here, here? And he's like, okay, Reno, Nevada. And then didn't specify like a flight path, so they were kind of free to choose a flight path. So, no, what, I, I don't think. I wonder I, if he had I communications so. though, because I could say this: I say, "Hey, Mike, we're gonna we're gonna plan this heist, right? Yeah. Um, we have three options. Option A, I'll meet you there in in three days. Option B, though, if I don't meet you in three or three days, go to option B, which is Reno. If I don't see you in five days in Reno, go to option C. Okay. So I'm not looking for you fresh out of the sky. I'm meeting you at a look. I'm counting on you landing and then meeting me somewhere. Yeah. Not okay. picking you up in the woods. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So. See, the pick up in the woods makes more sense because um, you could stash the chute and whatever ve vehicle you had. And that's why we can't find the chute. Yeah. 
stash the shoot in whatever vehicle you had. Okay, so, yeah, so if somebody met up. him on the ground with, with like a car, or, yeah, or you a could stash the suit. I mean, shoot, suit, shoot. Mm-hmm. I said, why did he? I said, that's amazing. Earlier. He threw the tie off. What are you doing? Oh, it took the clip off. He just clip t- on tie. Yeah, what's left? It, was, the it plane, gonna, dude. was it going to? Was it going to be like? Uh, this is going to be a nuisance to me. I mean, he I'm could, taking it off. He could have rolled it up and put it in his pocket. He could have. I, I don't know why he left it, but he did. So I mean, that's I, this misdirection. This I think dude, that he did all. He did a lot of things for misdirection. Could be. Yeah, I've thought about heists all the time. Now listen, and how I would have misdirection. That, they're saying they're saying there's CIA ties to this guy, like he's ex CIA. Mm-hmm. Have you you heard that yeah. theory, right? Yeah, but which doesn't make sense to me is, but like, who were you saying? He's ex CIA. You don't even know who this guy is because he used a, a fake name. Maybe the traits. Maybe the yeah. They just assume that. I know. I know they went down like the Rackstraw rabbit hole big time with like his CIA connections, and they thought he like killed his dad and like all these different things. Um, but yeah, like you said, like I don't know. It seems like the CIA thing got pulled out of thin air. It's like their butts. It it, yeah. it kind of makes sense because of the the way that it was pulled off. It, it was so. It was so thought out and, and, and executed like that. I mean, the typical guy wouldn't have, unless you're just stumbling through this and this is what it is. It, it seems very calculated. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everything seemed calculated. The note handing, the briefcase. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm smoking. I'm bourbon up. He very, it seemed very, Cool and collected. It, it didn't seem rushed or panicked. Maybe he's been planning this for decades. Yeah, like the passengers that got let off the plane, they didn't even, they weren't even aware that the plane, was, right. they were in danger at all. They had no idea. Yeah. And meanwhile, the plane is just in like a holding pattern for 90 minutes while they secure the ransom and like get all these things ready. And people, yeah, and they were like, why are we doing it? And there was, oh, yeah. and there's just some guy with sunglasses so, on in, in the back of the fuselage. Just, you and know. there was sunglasses, right? Yeah. He, so, put, he put those on once he got on. Yeah. yeah see? Yep. Yeah. It, people have asked for a motive. Um, so Tina Mucklow, who was one of the uh, flight attendants, asked Cooper, uh, I think it was kind of like a loaded question. She was like, what's your grudge or something like that? And he was like, it's not because I have a grudge towards your airline. I just, have a grudge. It's just because I have a grudge, which is weird, right, to say. Um, I just have a grudge. Yeah, and he further clarified this by saying that Flight 305 just happened to be in the right place at the right time. Wrong. He said that? Wrong. That's what he said. Wrong. He said that to the flight attendant? Yeah. Absolutely not. Then that, that was one miraculous heist or mm-hmm. ransom. Yep. So you think 305 wasn't in the right place at the right time? No. It was... I'm doing this flight doing right this. here. Yeah. Yep. I'm doing this right here. It has to be. He he had to know. It seemed very planned. I don't think it stumbled. I think it's very calculated. Yep. I don't think he's just like, hey, I'm going to try this. So, like, he had no reason. He said it just a grudge. So, question to you, gentlemen. <laughs> uh-huh. If you could get away with it and you don't, you're not hurting anybody. You're not taking money from the poor. You're taking money from these big corporations, these money-hungry corporations. Okay. Stealing from their banks down in Silicon Valley. Uh Uh-huh. And you could get away with it. Would you do a bank heist? Um, No, man. I'd be afraid of getting caught. 
I'd mess something up and get caught. I'd get too nervous, dude. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Take you in for interrogation. Yeah. We're done. I'd, I'd get, <laughs> like, I wouldn't get a, a wink of sleep the night before. And, you know, when it's go time, I just don't think I'd be as cool as this guy was, you know. I'm sure he was having a smoke and drinking and calming his nerve that way, but... Because he was surely nervous, right? Sure. If you're this guy, you're nervous. Yeah, anybody. I, if he existed at all, because right. we're, we're not even sure about that. We're not even sure. Yeah, but you have to be nervous. Absolutely. Unless you're one of those people that have, like, a problem with their amygdala. Like, there's some people... A sociopath. Like, ...that never have been... They don't know what it's like to be nervous. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Like, um, that one guy, Travis Pastrana, that motorcycle guy, he's got that. Really? Yeah, he's never been scared. He, he's that guy that jumped out wow. of the plane for Red Bull with no parachute. No wonder... They can do that. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't know. No parachute. How did he get, how is he alive? He jumped out with no parachute and then two, he went like this and like spread his arms out and then guys affixed a parachute to him mid free fall and then he pulled it. We just fixed the deep, we just solved the case, DB Cooper. That's what happened. Well, he jumped out of the plane mid fall. Somebody, right? Someone got him. (laughs) Somebody (laughs) attached um, uh, another parachute and took him away. How about you? How about you? Do you think that would you would you uh, rob a bank? No, I wouldn't. wouldn't? I'm the only one. Would yeah. you do it? <laughs> absolutely, I would. <laughs> absolutely, There's too much could go wrong. Absolutely, I would. One hundred percent. I've thought about. I laid in bed and thought about how I could do just this. dreaming about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just dreaming how I could. Be, you know, and I thought about how would I morally would I feel wrong? No, I wouldn't. Dude, you might fit the description of Cooper if uh, <laughs> if it didn't happen in 1971. Yeah, you might fit. <laughs> no, yeah. Put look- these shades on. I'm looking at all the description. It says sex, male, race, white slash Caucasian, but some people said possibly Native American or Latino. Oh, my gosh. They said his complexion was dark slash olive, age 35 to 50, mm-hmm. height 5'9 to 6 foot. How tall are you? Don't say it. Uh, weight 150 to 190. Okay. Hair black slash dark brown. Wow. Okay, you got that. Eyes, brown slash dark. Wow, he just he just described me on air, just like when I gave, gave away your address <laughs> yeah, that one day. <laughs> and then clothes, dark suit, white shirt, black tie, so dark shoes. All of so that nice. is correct, except for one. Black. There's one specific <clears throat> thing that you were wrong about. What? You assumed my gender. I did. You. No, I said sex. <laughs> <laughs> you was, Still, you assumed my sex. I did. So... Did I did too? I am because females don't have facial hair like that. That's true, oh, dude. This is a man bush. <laughs> yeah, and then they came out with these um, sketches that basically look like every man ever <laughs> from that time. Yeah. Every yeah. yeah, like the comb over. It it's just crazy. That's why there were so many suspects because everyone's like, this guy looks like you know my coworker. This guy, this looks guy, like, yeah, this guy looks like that drawing. Yeah, that's my brother-in-law. You know, because it's just like the most generic thing ever. I will say this. Watching the um, the, the most notable suspect, we've mentioned it before, was Robert Rackstraw, which already that name, Rackstraw. What's going on there? That's a man's it's, name. Yeah, it's a strong name. And um, he, he was born October 16th, 1943, and he died July 9th, 2019. Right before his death, he continued to deny that he was D.B. Cooper. Because they have asked him on numerous occasions, are you D.B. Cooper? Why'd you pull this off? But he denied it. Uh, and here's just some people that think that Robert Rackstraw 
Eric Kleinsmith, he's a former chief of intelligence, believes that Rackstraw was D.B. Cooper. Joe Russell Nolini? Lonio? Whatever. He's a former former U.S. attorney, believes that he was Cooper. Rick Sherwood, former member of Project Left Bank. Now, that was the dude that cracked the code, was doing the code cracking. Mm -hmm. Because he was Project Left Bank. He believes it was Robert Rackstraw. Uh, Doran Schroeder is a former uh, FBI agent believes. So there's a lot of people that believe Rackstraw was D.B. Cooper. That was the most known. Of course, Tom Colbert spent, you know, 10 years on this investigation. And he said he cost about, you know, upwards of $200,000 of his time and his money to try to get Robert Rackstraw. And the problem, (laughs) the problem was it seemed to be like, here's a guy that I think is D.B. Cooper and he tries to fit him into it yeah. instead of backing up with, like if there was some evidence that said Rackstraw's not it, it didn't float with him because he was trying to fit him into that. He, he wanted to prove it so bad because yeah. he really thought he was. Yep. So he was trying to make all the evidence point toward him. Yeah. Um, he had green eyes though, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they of course, brown the FBI eliminated um, Rackstraw. Now, Here's the dude, what was his name? Um, Rick Sherwood. He was in Vietnam, um, and he did that Project Left Bank, which I think they, he was, Rackstraw was supposed to go on, or he was there in Vietnam with him. Remember, I don't know if you, you got that far in your episodes mm, with I, Sherwood. I, I don't think so. But he remembered Rackstraw from Vietnam. Um, but at one of, one of the letters that he wrote, it said at the very bottom in parentheses, please tell the lackey cops, D.B. Cooper is not my real name. And then based on that, Rick Sherwood, he was a code breaker, and he figured out this cipher, and basically Robert Rackstraw was in that sentence. Please tell the lackey cops, based on the coding that he used, Robert's name was in that. So that's why he believes that Rackstraw was... But they were like, some of the people were like, no, based on your code, I could, I could make it say SpongeBob SquarePants right. as right. well. So it was like, there, it was coincidental that it was Robert Rackstraw that you uncoded. So it was kind of shaky. It, it didn't make sense. Yeah. Another thing, I, I wasn't convinced. Like, he was only 28 years old in 1971. That's right. That, it didn't make sense either. Yeah, because... Everyone said Cooper appeared to be in his mid-40s. So I know, you know, some people look older, some people look younger, all these things, right? But, like, that's off by quite a bit. Like, if you just take 45, you're off by 17 years. Yeah. You're not going to be off that far. I feel like a lot of people have confirmation bias with their with their theories. Like, yes. like you said, hey, I'm, I have this idea. I'm going to try to make this evidence fit this mold of my idea, who I think this person Mm-hmm. Yeah, supposedly is. Yeah, they they set out with their theory, and they didn't try to disprove it. They tried to prove it, basically. Right. Yeah, because right. you should you like, should basically I'm for sure know that Jason robbed, you know, the national bank. Mm-hmm. I know he did it. He stole the decoration. Of I saw him do it. Mm-hmm. He had his family in the car. It was ridiculous. Yep. But Jason said he was in Nevada, and I have to prove that he was at the bank. You know what? Uh, Here's what's funny, too. The footage, I don't know if you saw in this, as far as you got in that documentary, the footage of Rackstraw when he was young. Mm-hmm. 
And the way he carried himself was very suspicious. It made me think this is DB Cooper. The way he looked at the camera. Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah, a little bit. He was yeah. very cocky. Yeah, he had a weird air. And, and he wouldn't he answered questions strange like when they asked him something about DB Cooper, he wouldn't say no. He would say some weird sentence that kind of throw you off or it wouldn't make sense. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I bet you wish I was. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. You know what I'm saying? He wouldn't say no, yeah. Yeah. But he was very suave and the is way that, the, is that how some people like just talk back then? You know, I, I, know, like, like, I remember that because it's like, w- do you know what happened in the money? Maybe I do, maybe I don't. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Something like that, yeah, you know. That's Which, fun, and, and he would maybe look he's at just the, trolling him. Those are, maybe that's, that's the, the greatest troll. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, you know, before he died, he owned a, um, I think he 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 serviced yachts at a at a marina. All and, right. Uh, okay. We cracked the what? Case. Yeah, <laughs> but those guys hounded him. I don't know if you well, you saw that when they tried to interview him. Yeah, they wouldn't go into the yard. They I were saw talking the first to, two episodes. They uh, they talked to him through a chain he link fence. He was so mad. He was he was. Pissed. Hey, why don't you just admit your DB? I'm like, dude, you're not even holding back. Yeah. Why don't you just admit it? I mean, what if he turned around and said, "Yeah, I'm DB Cooper. What are you going to do?" And and yeah, case is closed. I dude. put the money on the beach. Ten years later, what? Right. You want some cash? How do you think I started this business? <laughs> yeah, you can't even spend this money. Oh my gosh! Oh, so of the suspects, like how many? I, how many do we have? Like I looked through all the suspects. I mean, we we can go through like the bullet points on all of them real quick. So okay. Ro- Robert Rackstraw had a military background, experience with explosives, had a criminal record, uh, had an uncle named John Cooper who was a skydiving enthusiast. So a lot of people <laughs> like bring that up. <laughs> Makes sense to me. Yeah. Discharged from the military only months before the hijacking, so that could possibly explain a motive. Grudge. Could be the grudge. But like we mentioned, he had light-colored eyes, green eyes specifically. <laughs> uh, and yeah, well, and, if you and, look and, at him just right. Yeah, in that Netflix uh, docu-series, they're like, well, you know, green can look brown in certain light. And you're yeah, like, the way well, he turned his head. Yeah. Uh, and, and like we also mentioned, he was 28 years old, so that puts him too young to appear to be Cooper. Yeah, um, I don't think it was Rackstraw. I don't either. Um, another guy is Richard McCoy Jr. Um, so this is that copycat guy. So he hijacked and parachuted from a Boeing 727 in 1972, the very next year. Um, sim- similar to Cooper. So people believe that, you know, oh, he's doing it again, you know. Uh, and Wait, did he, did he actually pull off a ransom? So, yeah. So what he did is he uh, basically... He, that, let me go through it. So this guy yeah. was a demolition expert and a helicopter pilot in the military. He used a fake grenade instead of like a briefcase and um, <sighs> amateur and dynamite. Uh, and he used handwritten notes to issue his demands, like Cooper did. Except he would give them and not take them back. So, <laughs> can I? Can I? Yeah. <laughs> can wait. Can I get that back? So so now there's notes <laughs> with his demands on it, with his fingerprints on it that other people had. And, um, yeah, he demanded, like, I think, like, $500,000. He bumped it up. Yeah, and he survived the jump from his hijacking and evaded authorities for two days before he was finally caught, and then uh, he got 45 years in prison. Um, See, why didn't that, why didn't, why why did that? When was that? uh, This was 1972. (laughs) The year later. Why did that not work? Yeah, and he never denied being D.B. Cooper. Oh, really? Yeah, he never denied it. So they asked him. So he uh, said he was D.B. Cooper. He, he would be just like Rackstraw. He'd say weird things when, yeah, he'd be like, I could entertain the idea. It's just like, <laughs> dude, just, it's just like, were you or weren't you? We got you behind bars, dude. We'll never know. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's like one of those weird things where like there was all this media notoriety around Cooper. Yeah. And then now you got a bunch of people like kind of aspiring to be Cooper, you know? So like, yeah, it's kind of like, hey, I can think I can pull that off. Yeah. It's like, it's like a weird part of human psychology. Like with the Black Dahlia murder, for example, they never found who did that, but they had like 50 people say they yeah. did it and none of and oh, them. Yeah. And then the cops like, okay, you clearly didn't, you know? So yeah, it, the Zodiac, they never called him either. Right. I don't know. That's a, yeah, pr- probably not. Like 1970, and there's tons of I don't know how people got caught because like they didn't share information across state lines. Yeah, Patriot Act hadn't been passed yet. <laughs> right, did, there's no they, phone. What did they do? Basically, they did the crime and they just stayed in their town and be like, yeah, I did it. So, yeah. So this dude, I would have I would have done so many things. You, I would have stole so much money. If I was born into seventies, <laughs> I would have been. I'd be rich. I would have been rich, dude. Crime was easier back then. Yes, you would have been DB Cooper. Should have been. Yeah, maybe you, you are. were born too late, man. Dang. <laughs> oh, can't well. steal nothing. I can't steal nothing. Yep. They're watching so, you. So this guy made. He survived the jump. Yeah. And was he running through the? Was he? Yeah, same way that running through Cooper the woods. Did. I, yeah, I don't know. He was. Was it the same flight path? I don't think so. Okay. No. I think it was in the same part of the country, though. Okay. But, um, so a bunch of woods. Yeah. Yep. Wow. And jumped the, from the flight the same way Cooper did with that aft staircase from the back of the I'm fuselage. I'm out of here. Yep. Did he throw the tie? I don't know. I don't think he... Uh, See, that's a fail. Yeah. He, he, he should have... <laughs> yeah, Cooper's like, well, this time I'm not leaving the tie behind. Yeah. It'd be funny <laughs> if he dressed exactly the same as him. He's like a cover band or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah he was also only 29 years old at the time of the hijacking so he was he was too young in 1971 um and then there's a few others like kenneth christensen served as a paratrooper in world war ii worked it worked for northwest airlines before and after the hijacking as a mechanic and flight attendant Mm. He was 45 years old at the time of the hijacking, so perfect. That's simple. Okay. He was left-handed, which, gotcha. which Cooper appeared to be based off of, you know, kind of, him. kind of weird evidence. So they're like, yeah. Uh, he told his brother that he had a big secret shortly before he died that he couldn't tell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, which, which I'm is, going with Kenneth. Well, yeah, which is just a weird thing to say. It's like, hey, dude, I got a big secret, but I can't tell you what it is. Wait a minute. And then he died without telling him what it right. is. You're dying, right? Why don't you go ahead and tell me? Yeah. I'm a transgender. Yeah. <laughs> and then, Why didn't you tell me before now? I thought you knew. We could have had so much fun. I saw on the Wikipedia page that was there was actually a transgender suspect. Really? Yes. What? Wow. For yeah. DB? Yeah. If you go to the Wikipedia page. I'm Are like, you joking? Yeah, I'm serious. It was like Angela or something. And I was like, what? What? And I like read it and they're like, yeah, this was like the first. You think they made that up? It was like the first person in the U.S. who did gender reassignment surgery. I think. They just want to be inclusive. Are you serious? You think that was made up though? Because we could, you can put anything. You can on put there. anything on there. So they could. I wonder anything. if they made that up for the times. Maybe. See? Transgenders. Yeah. yeah. Back <laughs> they then. They commit crimes too. <laughs> Which we found out they do. We, we have. <coughs> oh, we have found yes. That out. yes that, Here recently. That's Don't deny true. it. And this Kenneth guy, he had over $200,000 in his bank accounts that was discovered by his family after his death. So they're like, oh, where'd you get that? Well, that doesn't match because of the serial numbers. Yep. Yeah. Right. And uh, Florence Schaffner, so the flight attendant, she stated that photographs of Christensen bore a strong resemblance to her recollection of what Cooper looked like. Oh, Florence. But... He did not match the physical description of Cooper. He was both shorter and lighter. He was small in stature. 
Um, and while Schaffner remarked about the resemblance to Cooper, she also remarked that Cooper had more hair. This guy had very thin hair. Mm. So huh. Cooper had a strong hairline and thick, thick black <laughs> hair. Um, so couldn't have been Kenneth Christensen. Couldn't have been. That's what they <laughs> Couldn't have been. Yep. And, it could have been anybody. Oh, yeah. And the sums of money can be explained by sales of land that he owned. There was, you know, paper trail that, you know, so made it legit. So it's possible that he could have already laundered this money. What if he had a banana stand and then put the money? The in money's there? in the banana, banana stand. stand. There's always money in the banana There's stand. Always. always. You get it. Yeah, of course. Oh, awesome. development. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. That's probably what happened to it. Yep. Dwayne Weber is the next guy. He told his wife shortly before his death that he was Dan Cooper. Oh, there you go. Weird thing to say to your wife if it's a lie, right? Uh, and, and then his widow said that he allegedly sustained a knee injury after jumping from a plane. So, okay, it could be him. Found a bank bag similar to the one that contained Cooper's ransom in his possession. It was in his stuff. Um, a year before the money was discovered at Tina Bar, which is that, um, that, beach. Be- that little beach along the river, the Columbia River, uh, Weber reportedly had visited there. Hmm. Weird. Uh, he okay. Had, he had a mili- I'm tracking. Yep. He had a military background, a criminal background, matched the physical description. Uh, he was 47 years old in 1971. Uh, however, his fingerprints did not match any of the 66 identified, unidentified prints lifted from the seat occupied by Cooper on flight 305. Oh, man. And his DNA. So close. His DNA did not match the sample DNA that they found on the tie class because they found some DNA on that. You know, they also found titanium. They did. Mm-hmm. They found a lot of stuff on that tie. Some rando stuff. Yes. I'm like, what is going on here? I didn't know ties had that much stuff on it. They used yeah. Because it used to be made in America. They don't remember. Made in China. Now. I was like, titanium? Yeah, the titanium could tie into this next guy, William J. No Smith. As soon as I heard no titanium, I thought of I yeah. thought of Wolverine. Yeah. That's adamant. Adamantium. Yeah. 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 Anyway. So, last guy <laughs> is... And there's more suspects than this, but these Will Smith. These are the high the high profile. Yeah, these are the ones that everyone were like, okay, we got him. Uh, yeah, Will Smith. That's yeah, a, that's a slap. In William the face. J- <laughs> William J Smith. Will Smith served <laughs> served in the Navy during WW two. Had parachuting experience. Was 43 years old in 1971. Had dark brown eyes and matched the physical description. I'm tracking. He worked as a yard master for the for a railroad company for most of his life, but in 1970, the company filed for bankruptcy and Smith lost his pension, which might suggest a motive. There's the grudge. He might have had a grudge against the airline industry for their role in bringing down the railway transportation industry. Mm, that's um, kind of thin, but... Yeah. So, and he spent his entire... But he did spend his entire life in the northeastern U.S., so that's Complete opposite side of the United States, so he would have likely been unfamiliar with the territory, <clears throat> and it seemed like Cooper at least had a general understanding of that part of the country right, right. and where things were. Sure. Um, it's a stomping grounds. Yep, and getting into that titanium, so the tie that Cooper left behind was examined with an electron microscope, which discovered several metallic particles, such as pure titanium, yeah. uh, which was pretty rare in 1971, and... That might suggest that Cooper worked in a chemical or metallurgical facility or a rail yard, <laughs> like, like William J. Smith. Interesting. So, I don't know. Um, I don't think it was him. I don't know who it was. I don't think it was anybody. There's some interesting things. Yeah, it could have one been. Of, one of the suspects, uh, because of the titanium, he worked at an, some type of airline mechanic place where the, the titanium's from the wings. Mm-hmm. It, Oh, where they demolish. 
Where they take planes apart. Like a scrapyard yeah, sort of thing? Yeah, where they demolish planes, they take them apart. Mm-hmm. And there's there, that material was on the planes. Why would you be out there in a tie, though? That's weird. Right. <clears throat> yeah, a lot of people thought that he, that Cooper could have been a Boeing employee because in 1969, 1970, they laid off 5,000 people. So that could have been his grudge. Mm. Like he, he was, you know, laid off. Disgruntled. Yeah, he was angry at Boeing. So we got the, so yeah, the grudge. And he did make that statement. Yep. He knew about the, how to get the flap down. Yeah. I mean, cause I don't know how to get the flap down. I mean, yeah. I you? wouldn't, I wouldn't even know to request. I wouldn't even know how to get the flap down. I Well, the pilot did it. He just requested that they do. Are it. you serious? Yeah. I thought they saw it go down and they, and it's, I didn't know that was a request. So he was on the phone at the back of the um, plane that basically was talking to the cabin and he was like, I need, you know, all these things. And he was, he was like landing gear down flaps at 15 degrees, you know, no higher than 10,000. Wow. Feet. How and do you know this? Uh, how do I know it? Yeah. It's just what the crew said. Oh I mean, yeah. Oh, so the pilot said this. Yeah. The pilots were like, this is what his demands were. And, <laughs> this- <laughs> and, and they argued back and forth. Cause he was like, I want the aft staircase down. Okay. So while we they take all, off. okay. And they were like, well, we can't do that. Cause we can't take off with the staircase. That thing's going to be dragging. Yeah. It's going to sparks are going to okay. be flying. Well, yeah. see that, that kind of blows the Boeing employee out because he would know that stuff. Right. I know he would. Yeah. And Go ahead. Devil's advocate here. I mean, go if you're that intelligent, you're gonna you're gonna have every detail locked in mm-hmm. from your transportation. How how the transportation works, every mechanical issue that might go wrong, might go right. You're yeah. gonna know. I mean, if you're if you're gonna do this, you're gonna you're gonna know. Yeah, you're gonna have contingencies upon upon contingency plans. Yeah, you gotta have. You're plan, gonna know plan what? A, B, and C for every possible. You're gonna know. Always. You're gonna know. Yeah, but you should know that I can't put this thing down before I take off. Yep. And he eventually was like, okay, that's fine, but you need to have Florence back here to show me how to lower it once we're in the air. And Did Florence lower it? Uh, she showed him how, and then he was like, go back up there. Don't disturb me again. And um, they all stayed up there, and then they heard like a little bit of uh, vibration. And when they landed... He was gone. Did some damage to the aft staircase because it was down. He oh, lowered why didn't he put it back up? Why didn't he put it back up? He no, why didn't, why didn't Florence come back and put it up? She stayed up there. That's weird. She didn't want him to blow up the plane. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, if that door opens, I'm going to blow the joint. I wonder if the pilots were in on it. I'm going to do the job. That's another theory I, I have seen. So I, uh, I've heard that it was a PSYOP. So like the whole thing never happened. Talk to me about this now. About the PSYOP? Yeah. About how basically it was um, gauging, you know, public response to... Because this is like the only unsolved skyjacking ever in the United States history. Ever. Ever. Okay, yeah. This is the only one. So since it's so special, people go down rabbit holes. Okay. Come up with with alternative theories. And they say that, you know, it was a PSYOP and that it didn't actually happen. D.B. Cooper doesn't exist. All these things. So it was like some sort of intelligence community exercised to see what the public outcry would be like. And Okay, so let's walk through this for a second. I like that. So here's our – I do like that I because like that kind of makes sense. That kind of fits. Let's walk through this. The, the players we have is Florence, mm-hmm. okay, and the pilots, right? Yep. Be, because Florence Flor- – if there was somebody there – okay, what about – there? wasn't there people that saw this guy over there? Maybe there was a guy there, but he was in on it. But nobody ever jumped. 
What, what are you talking about? A guy in on it? <clears throat> like a guy on the plane, a passenger? Like the guy that's supposed to be D.B. Cooper. Didn't somebody else see him in that seat? Well, yeah, but it's like nobody other than the flight attendants really had a good recollection. Because he was like, he handed a note, said, hey, sit next to me. I have a bomb. And then they sat right next to him and he... Florence. Uh, yeah, and he was passing notes okay. to Florence and uh, the other <clears throat> lady at a certain point. Um, and they were really the only ones who ever got a good look at him. Everyone else, it's kind of like, oh, hey, did you see that middle-aged yeah, guy? Yeah, it was probably yeah. dark. Yeah, and yeah. they're like, maybe, I don't know. My kid was crying on the plane. Yeah. Who knows? And that's probably why you hear like all these different like ethnicities okay. and stuff sure. being thrown out. Because they're like, oh, yeah, he was, he, you know, he was brown. He was this, he was that. Okay, so it's possible, possible that there wasn't even anybody in that seat. Yeah, it could be. Okay, so that's possible that. So let's just throw that out because, but yeah, I saw him. Nobody, you didn't see anybody. So just sit down. Uh, but Florence sits there and makes this whole thing. Oh, there's a bomb, and then I go talk to the pilots. Here's what's happening, because, and then we circle while people get this together. We land. Police show up with the two grand. Mm-hmm. Right? They give it to who? Do they give it to with the two hundred thousand. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Who do they give it to? They give it to Florence. Florence. Florence brings it back. <laughs> he might be on Florence. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Florence get back on because why? Oh, he requested me. Right. To get back on the plane. I think you cracked mm-hmm. this. Okay. So Florence gets on. I like she's got, going. she's got the four. I don't know how they care. She, how's she going to carry all this stuff? I got four, I got four parachutes four and parachutes I got a bag of money. And $200,000. Okay. So I put it on the plane. Okay, guys, take off. Florence is talking to what if she is the CIA asset? Yeah, and this and this guy, Cooper, he's cool as a cucumber in the back of the plane. He's like, No funny stuff, or I'll do the job. And yeah. just letting all these people, you know, disembark from the plane. Yeah, everybody gets off. And yeah. And the weird the weird thing that feeds into the PSYOP theory is these people didn't know that their lives were in danger and that the plane was hijacked. Right. Which people are like, How would you, you how could anyone not know that when you are you know, doing a holding position, uh, basically circling the Seattle-Tacoma airport for 90 minutes. People are going to be like... Asking questions. Hey, like, what's going on, Florence? Yeah. Because, you know, people travel for business. Wait, 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 time wait. matters, and they're like, okay. Sure, but if the trip is... So 90 minutes in the air. 90 minutes in the air circling. Mm-hmm. Why haven't we landed? What's okay, going so on? How long was the trip from Portland to Seattle? Yeah, I mean, add 90 minutes to whatever it's supposed to be. I don't know. Right. So let's just say it's 90 minutes. They say it up in the air 90 minutes. It's just. So 90 minutes plus 90 minutes. No, the the 90 minutes that they're in the air, they're like, okay, well, what are we doing up here? Yeah. All right. And did at any point it go, boom. Yeah, we're going to be circling um, Portland right now for a few seconds. Please keep your seatbelts on. Yeah, that's another thing. I wonder what they said to people because some people had to be like, what's going on, right? Yeah, because usually you ask questions. Yeah. Hey Florence, what's going on? Why are we? Why, why is our flight delayed? How come we haven't landed yet? Yeah. Oh well, we're just having some. Tur- we know there's stuff on the ground. We gotta wait. Oh, okay, whatever. So everybody settled. Everybody gets off. Florence gets back on. Let's just pretend for a second there is no guy on the plane. There's no DV. There was no guy there. Neither one. The the pilots ran on it, or they're not in on it. But Florence definitely is in on it because she's the one doing the notes. Yep. She tells the pilots, okay, everybody's off. I got the stuff. Take off. They have to stop. And, of course, the pilots are going, well, we got to refuel. We can't go all the way to Mexico City. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if – no, you. okay, let's stop for a second. You mm-hmm. said he was on the phone with the pilots. Yes. So maybe he is there. Yeah. 
Maybe. If there's a record of that, I'm not sure if there's... Because the pilots are... The pilots are the one that said, we talked to him. Yeah. He asked us to lower this thing. Yep. Okay. Uh, it's kind of blowing my theory up. I'm trying to go down the track where he's not even on the plane. It's just an imaginary. Well, I don't know if that blows up your theory because what if they just agreed ahead of time? They're like, hey, we're going to say he called us from the phone in the back of the plane. Okay. What if, yeah, that whole thing's made up. And they're like, well, what if they're you? in on it too? Yeah, that would get me on. Okay. Yeah. So they're in on it. Yeah. That's, that's another. I made up that story. Another part of the theory is if this, so like the PSYOP thing is like the money didn't even take place. Like all of it was a lie. Oh, and, even, okay. And now you're kind of going into a different theory, which is it did happen, but there was no D.B. DB Cooper, and it was the crew was. The crew. So, yeah, the pilots were like, okay, he told us to do this. He told us to do that. And then 36 minutes after we departed Seattle, um, we lowered the thing for him, and then we land. We, we don't pull it back up for some, whatever reason, and then he's gone. And then you got this mysterious guy. And then Florence has to sit there with a sketch artist and, and make this dude up. Yeah, and just make the most generic yeah. sketch. <laughs> right. It sounds like a perfect crime. Do you, do you guys have a perfect crime? Like that I Whoa, 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 whoa. So, hold on. Let me, let, me, let me finish this. Because there was actually 200 grand that was given on the plane. Yeah. We know that for sure because yes. we have the serial numbers and you said they were ready for this type of stuff. Yep. For a ransom. So, that money's on the plane. Dude, it was the crew. And then 10 years later, they were like, hey, let's throw, hey, people love this D.B. Cooper stuff. Yeah. Let's put this stuff in a beach. Yeah. Like, I mean, it you know what be. I'm saying? It could be the only thing that like really works against it. That only like, thing that makes sense to me. It's like, can all of them keep their mouths shut? There was no Cooper. And I, th I think that the FBI and stuff were willing to allow holes in the story. Because, I'm, you know, anytime you ask six people about something that happened, you're going to get little deviations here Absolutely. and there, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I think we see that because it's like, oh, you know, what did the card say that he handed you? And she's like, I don't, I don't know. I was so stressed out. I, I think it said, <laughs> sit next to me, miss. I got a bomb. Yeah. Um, I'm asking for um, American currency. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody said that. Yeah. What ethnicity was Florence? She was white. No, but what? Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, what nationality? Caucasian. No, what nationality? Wait a minute. What? United States. Okay. What are you talking <laughs> about? Oh, you're saying, okay, England. She could be a well, white yeah, English woman. Well, like, what's she, she like, foreign? She could be a white English woman. From anywhere yeah. else than the United States. She was United States. She, she's American. She, she was the United She's American. <laughs> so she I, think American. Was the, I think it was the pilots in Florence. That's my thing. If she was I, Canadian, then right. it was her. Oh, dude, we haven't even talked about the comic book. That's true. Dude, mention the comic Did book. Did you hear about yeah, this? I, the comic book. I When I heard this, I had to rewind it because I was like, wait a minute. This comic book was Without in publication before, before it happened. So anyway, for the listeners, there was a comic book in Canada. That's oh, that's her. That's Florence. She's, 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 she's got Canadian. the money, dude. She's French. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a comic book in Canada. I forgot the guy's name. It sounded a, it, His name sounded French. I forgot the guy who ever published it. It was not English. It's usually French. But mm -hmm. the comic book, was the, was the dude's name D.B. Cooper? His name was Dan Cooper, yeah. His name was Dan Cooper yeah. in the comic book. He flew airplanes. He was a pilot. He jumped. He was a parachuter. All the things D.B. Cooper is. There was a comic book published. So it seems like either, oh, the Canadians were like, yeah, D.B. Cooper's one of us. Mm -hmm. Because of this. That's what the Canadians are saying. 
Don't you know? <laughs> Don't you know? They're just sound, they're just All trying right. to sound cool, eh? But that is hey. that <laughs> is strange that there was a comic book in circulation. Dan Cooper jumped from planes. He was a pilot. He was a national hero in Canada. And and they just either they just copycatted this. If it was the psyop, mm-hmm. hey, let's just make this thing look like this comic book. Yeah. Maybe that's a way to throw it off too. What if the author of the comic book was was D. the D. Cooper? <laughs> Could be. I'm going. I'm going with the science. I'm glad you mentioned that. That makes that makes the most sense to me. That there was no DB Cooper, and the pilot and Florence got the money and ran. Yeah, man. I I, I went into the rabbit hole on some of this stuff. I was I, I watched some of the documentary stuff where it's so, sort of the meat and potatoes DB Cooper theories, and then I was like, I want the weird stuff too. Like I want to see what like the fringe is saying about. Did you know there's a uh, Cooper con? Yeah. Wow. Did you no, know that? I didn't know that. I Cooper saw this. There, there's a Cooper con. That's silly. There, I mean, people are dressed up as Cooper. Then we, we don't know what he dressed up. We don't know what he looked like. I wonder when it started. Well, the sketch. And the tie. You know, the skinny uh, tie thing. So it's just a bunch of white cis males. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, imagine showing out there. Everyone's just dressed like D.B. Cooper. That'd be so weird. Oh. And that one transgender person. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Of course, you got the theory it was Loki. Oh, that's a good idea. Oh. Oh, because he was in the commercial. No, but that's what he did in the, his, his series. Explain it to me. Oh, oh you okay. haven't seen but the also, series? Also, he, did, he had a commercial that he was D.B. Cooper, too. Oh, he did? Yeah, yeah. Well, in 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 the series Loki, okay. Uh, one of, he was doing a flashback of some of... They were like, all these... You've messed up time and time again. Like, he'll mess up the timeline. Uh-huh. And he was like, oh, no, I haven't. And they said, remember that time? And they started doing the flashbacks. And one of the flashbacks was he was D.B. Cooper. In the plane. In the plane. He jumped out, and Heimdall got him as I soon see, as he I jumped see. out. And he, <gasps> That's my th- That's your theory? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Heimdall took him back to Asgard. Aliens. So that's sort of like the abduction theory that you're going with. Yes. I see. I see. Crack the case. So jump, so, out, jump out of the plane, immediately beam someone yeah, out. Yeah, sucked up. Okay. But he did it on purpose because he knew Heimdall was going to suck him out of there. Yeah. And the so aliens you, so did DB was like, he, I'm, hey, I'm in cahoots with the aliens. So Jason's got the aliens. What do you got? I got the psyops. There was no DB Cooper. I think it might have been the got? crew, dude. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I mean, it could have been the crew. It could have been that, you know, it was all just an intelligence agency exercise to gauge public interest and. It definitely Something has like for this. 50 plus years. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're probably like, okay, case closed in 2016. We've seen enough. We see what <clears throat> people will go off in the weeds with this. People will do all sorts of crazy stuff, and uh, they love it. So I don't know, man. I, I really don't know. I mean, there's a million directions you can go with it. So. I think it's that. Now, here's the other thing. Uh, when you stepped away earlier, I was talking about the rabbit holes that I didn't know existed when doing research for this because I just I just heard about it. When I started doing research for the show, I found out how deep this thing was. And there's a lot of hate out there for people that have certain theories that disagree with other theories. Oh, have yeah. you heard this? Of course, yes. And I was telling Mike, I was like, are we going to get some hate mail? Yes. So we'll get hate mail because I believe it was a PSYOP. It was the crew. You believe it was alien abduction. So, and, and Mike thinks it was the crew too. <clears throat> So we'll get some hate mail. If you hate our theories, just leave it down in the comments of how stupid you think our theories are and why. Just blow holes in it. Yeah, that's totally fine with us. I mean, we, we're used to dealing with that. Have you the, seen a lot of our comments? Community. Huh? Well, yeah, we got some comments on our um, 
on her shorts. That I like <laughs> some of them. They were, they, I did. Little, you know what? Well, there. You know, what we should do is when we do down the rabbit hole, we'll go over a lot of the comments. Yeah. We'll catch up on everybody's comments okay. that we've done. I'm about to make a fake profile and start clapping back. But uh, there should. was an interesting one. But I had to. I had to kind of correct the guy. What did he say? I don't know. Exactly. Or should we talk about it later? But I liked it. I went, he <laughs> said. Uh, he he said the exact same thing that I said in the short. Oh, that's it weird. was almost like he was he was saying, no, it's this way. And I was like, that's what I said. Yeah. And you I liked s- it. Okay. I said the exact same thing anyway. That's probably a bot. Yeah, prop maybe. A Russian bot. Dan Crenshaw. Dude, I've heard like 40% of the internet is bots. Yeah. So 40%? Like whenever, like whenever you're arguing with somebody, it's probably a bot. It's probably a Russian bot. Why is it Russian, though? Always. <laughs> it's always Russian. Why is it always Can it be like... India bots? No. Russia devotes a lot English? of their resources into bots. Yeah. And cyber. And division of Americans. Hmm. It's funny for them. What, being Russian bots? Yeah, I think so. They look like Russian bots when they're marching down the street. <clears throat> well, um, this is a 50-year-old cold case. Everyone and their mother and brother has tried to get to the bottom of this. The three weirdos on the mic. We just got to the bottom of that. You heard our theories. It could be true. It could not be true. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But we'll see what happens. Yep. Um, if you're listening on YouTube, Rumble and BitChute, and you like this episode, do me a favor. Like, share, and subscribe, and also leave a comment if you hate our theories. If you're listening on any of the other podcasting platforms, please follow, turn on notifications so you never miss a show when we publish an episode. If you did not like this episode, which probably most of you don't because you love D.B. Cooper, I thank you for listening this long. And tune in next week when you might hear Mike say, MK Ultra is still going on, just under a different name. Wow. <laughs>